2: Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Today is one of those shows, one of those shows that you all tell me you love so much. It's just me and you. So you know what that means. It means comment on the facebook live video ask me your questions i will answer everything and and mention you if you comment on the facebook live and you can find that you know we're all over facebook facebook.com slash inspired thoughts with sam facebook.com slash talk radio nyc facebook.com slash conscious consultant just look for me you can't miss me all righty well Of course, first, we're going to start off with our wonderful and amazing quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham to kick us off. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Thinking small isn't easy or hard. It's just a habit. A habit with consequences. Same for thinking big. Hmm. God, I love these things. The universe. (laughs) We love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Reminding us that how we perceive things, how we lean into things, how we think about things, it really comes down to nothing more than a habit. The more we practice something, the more it just becomes the way we live. And look, I know as well as anybody that when we're younger, and especially if we're a little bit different, or if we're a dreamer, and people tease us, make fun of us, give us a hard time. I'm, I've been there. I know it. But when that when we experience that, we shut down a bit. We cut ourselves off from who we really are. Because it's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to be a pariah. Nobody wants to be exiled, made fun of. Nobody wants to feel like there's something wrong with them. And that's what society does to people who think differently. And it's a very rare person who can experience all of that and still feel okay and still feel. F- you know, like there's nothing wrong with them. We all want to be accepted and loved by those around us. We all want to have friends. We all want to feel like we fit in. You know, the the really funny part is, and I've I've experienced this several times where I'm with a a group of people and, and somebody says, hey, how many people here felt like they were an outsider when they were younger, felt like they didn't fit in? And like everybody's hand goes up. (laughs) because we all feel that way at some point or another. We all feel like, "Mm, you know, it just, uh, I don't feel like I've found my community. I just feel alienated. We've all experienced it. So what happens because of that is suddenly, instead of thinking these big, wild, crazy things, we start, dampening ourselves we start pulling back we start cutting ourselves up off from the way we really feel about things so instead of having these wild and crazy ideas like colonizing the moon and 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 fixing the world and and peace on earth and 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 everybody living together and working together peacefully like that's become such a a foreign thought that was once a natural thought for us. And then we stop dreaming or oh, we stop dreaming as much. And instead of thinking in these big, vast, expansive ways, we start contracting and contracting and contracting. And pretty soon, even things, normal things that, for most people would seem like, yeah, that, that's not difficult. That's not hard. We, and we, Anyone can do that. We start thinking, no, that's impossible. We start thinking, no, look at all these things that can go wrong. We start focusing on all the problems instead of focusing on the solutions. And we start, quote unquote, thinking smaller. And, and this quote in particular um, means a lot to me because... Back when I was in college, I believe it was, it was my first exposure to personal development, the ideas around personal development, new thought and stuff like that. And it was this wonderful book, wasn't a very big book, called The Magic of Thinking Big. And it completely opened my eyes to how much our perspective and our thinking affects what we do, how we show up in the world, what we can accomplish. And it just, that book resonated with me so much. And if you've never read it, I highly recommend it. The Magic of Thinking Big. It's an old classic in the personal development field, but well worth the read. And that's the thing. It's thinking small, and this is what the quote's all about. It's a habit. It's something that's learned. And so if we don't like thinking small, we can learn to think big. And it's just a new habit. It's, it's a new exercise that we just need to cultivate within ourselves. And it's not that you know everybody has to have these big wild ideas or everyone has to think in this huge way. No, there's big, small, medium, crazy, outlandish, conservative, all kinds of stuff. There's room for all kinds of thinking. It's a question of what feels good for us. Some people are really, really good about thinking about details. Other people are good about thinking about big picture. Other people are good about thinking about execution. Other people are good about thinking about uh, direction and planning or, or, or crisis manager. There's so many facets to how we look at the world. There's nothing wrong with any of them. And I'm not saying everybody should be going out and thinking huge and big. Unless that's what makes you feel good. Unless leaning into that helps you to feel that, that this, you're more true to yourself. That's the key. It's how are you being connected to yourself and is thinking big, thinking moderate, thinking about execution, thinking about solving problems, thinking about what the problems could be. Whatever it is that's apropos, that's in alignment with who you are, like, that's what we should be leaning into and not letting anybody tell us that what we're thinking is wrong or not good or, 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 or we're being idealistic or a dreamer. You know, that old quote, you know, indeed, it's only the dreamers who change this world. I don't believe that 100%, but yes. It's the people with the wild outlandish dreams who have the capacity to attract and bring others around them in a way that, that inspires them. that's what lifts us up and moves us forward. Okay, a wonderful good reminder from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. It is natural that by knowing what you do not want... You are able to clarify what you do want, and there is nothing wrong with identifying a problem before beginning to look for a solution. But many people, over time, become problem-oriented rather than solution-oriented. And in their examination and explanation of the problem, they continue the perpetuation of the problem. That which is like unto itself is drawn. So tell the story you want to live, and you will eventually live it, Abraham. Mm. Yes, this is, this is very much in alignment with the first quote, and this is a big one. And you've heard me, I even spoke about a little bit before when I was talking about the first quote, but there's something I talk about a lot. It's being solution-oriented. Not that we don't recognize there's a challenge in front of us. Not that we don't recognize there's some problem. There's something we need to deal with that's just not working. It's great. Because the more we recognize what isn't working, what doesn't feel good, what's not unfolding the way we would want it to unfold, the more we can focus, we know then what we don't want, which helps us to know what we do want. And that's the key. That is where we want to lean into. The contrast helps us to identify what we do not want. By knowing what we do not want, we're able to then more lean into and visualize and crystallize what it is that we do want. And when we're really, 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 really clear about what we do want then we focus on that then we lean into that then we line up our energy with that with which we want and by lining up so completely and so fully with that which we want it is inevitable that it will come into our being and i i think one of the greatest examples of this is We hear these stories all the time of sports people, golfers and baseball people who just over and over and over again in their minds, they think about, you know, hitting that hole in one, hitting the home run, you know, making that touchdown, whatever sport you, you like, that the more they visualize it and the more they think about it and in their use their imagination to connect to that feeling it lines up their energy, it lines up their their physiology, it lines up their emotions to be so connected to that outcome that eventually it will come to pass. Now, look, I'm not saying that if, uh, uh, you know, you, you lost a leg in an accident that you're going to be able to win the Olympic you know, sprint doesn't mean you can't still be a runner. I've seen videos of, of people who didn't have feet, who have these prosthetics for feet and they're running and, and, and competing athletically. There's always a way, but it's about being open. It's, it's kind of recognizing where we are, not resisting where we are, but knowing where we want to go. And by knowing where we want to go and, and visualizing that, feeling that, lining up with that, our, our nervous system, our brain cells, our whole way of being lines up with that. And if we just keep to it consistently and, and with perseverance and keep moving in that direction, inevitably we hit it. At least with the 10 and a half years that I've been doing my show and all the the dozens and dozens, hundreds of guests that I've had on my show, those who really, if you've listened and you have followed me and you've gone back and listened to the archives, every single one of them. Who, who's gotten to that place in their life where they're just thrilled and they've really manifest. And there's maybe more to manifest, but they've really come so far from, from the low point in their life. They will all say the same thing, all of them. So look, this is not just me giving you some theoretical idea that maybe might work. No, there is evidence upon evidence upon evidence That the more we clarify, lean into and connect with that vision we have of something greater, that we move in that direction, even from an unconscious perspective. It's like we're programming ourselves to just go there naturally. We're installing it into our operating system that this is where we want to go. So... Two wonderful, amazing, fun quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the Universe and, and Abraham. I love these quotes so much. Thank you, thank you all. I see Patty on the Facebook Live uh, joining us uh, in her car on the way to uh, in Sacramento. Welcome, Patty. Glad you're, you're here with us. So, after the break, we're going to get into our topic of the day, which is about consciously investing. And I'm going to actually even qualify that a little bit more. It's about consciously investing in ourselves. What does that mean? How do we do it? And we will get into that. And I'll answer all your questions around that after we come back so you are listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we do this live every thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern right here on talkradio.nyc all over facebook live on all the podcasting platforms not live on the podcasting platforms but we're on all the podcasting platforms and we will be right back after this
1: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC
2: at
0: www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24
3: hours a day.
2: Are you a conscious co creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? Welcome back to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity thank you for tuning in and being with me today i was just taking a quick look on our audio server back end and I was thrilled to see all these different countries. So I just want to give a shout out to our listeners in Germany, France, Vietnam, Uzbekistan, Brazil, Argentina, and across the United States. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you being here with us. Um, if you're on the Facebook live, uh, please feel free to just uh, pop in a, a little comment. Where are you listening from? Just so I have a, a sense of, of where we're at. I know Patty's listening out in uh, uh, California. Um, But uh, let me know where where else you guys are tuning in from. Okay, wonderful. So um, I chose as a topic uh, for this show where it's just me and you consciously investing. And the reason why I in particular chose this topic this week is because just this past weekend, um, I was in a retreat with Natalie Pace and those of you who are loyal listeners and who've listening to my show for at least a couple of years know I've had her on the show, not not even just once. I've had her on the show a couple of times because I, I love this woman. She's so uh, uh, dedicated to really educating people and empowering them about how to make good investment choices. And, uh, I, 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 and this isn't even the first time. This is the second time I took her class because – I just felt, I just know myself sometimes it it takes a couple of times for things to really sink in. And so it kind of got me thinking about how we don't often think about how we invest in ourselves and we invest in ourselves in many, many different ways. And so I I thought for, for this show, I would go through. How to be a little bit more conscious in how we invest in ourselves, in the different ways we invest in ourselves, and how when we're a little more aware and a little more um uh, uh, uh a little more aware and a little more um mindful, let's just say, uh uh, that um, that we can really uh, make a, a bigger difference in how we invest. My, my apologies. I just saw Patty said she lost audio. I want to make sure everything was okay. It's, it's good now. Okay. So I'm going to go through two, four, six different areas. And as I go through these areas, uh, I'm just going to talk about different aspects and, and being more mindful. And I would love it if um, you can, for those listening on the Facebook Live, if you want to interact, uh, if you have questions around it or comments, please please uh, uh, type into the Facebook Live so that I can respond to you and, and answer your questions directly. Okay, so the first area about investing in ourselves, and this is something we do, but we do it so, uh, um, so much on a daily basis, I think we don't really give much thought to it. And that's why I wanted to start with this, which is just how we invest in our basic needs. When am talking about basic needs, I'm talking about food, shelter, clothing, our health, and our self-care. Okay, so let's just start with that. Food. Right. We go shopping probably every week, if not more frequently. And and it's kind of interesting living in New York City and being exposed to a lot of immigrant cultures over the years. How, you know, I was brought up, you know, in the Bronx where, yeah, we did a food shopping once, maybe twice a week at most or, you know, special occasions. But you go to the supermarket, you buy a bunch of food, you bring it home, and then that's it. But in a lot of the world, you don't do that. I mean, you don't pile up food in your home. You actually are going out and buying fresh food every single day. You're cooking that food, and maybe you have some left over, but then the next day, someone is going out to the market and buying more food. So the frequency with which we go to the market to buy food, it's something we don't usually think about, but it's something I wanted just to bring to your awareness a little bit to just sort of think about, is it better to shop less and and pick up more and have it sitting in the fridge or the freezer and then cook it? Is it too much of a hassle to go every day you know is it once a week twice a week is is it once every other week you know how much are we eating out and how much are we eating at home now again <laughs> during these last year during this last year we're eating at home a lot more and we're probably not going to the supermarket as much because we're trying to limit our exposure but for some of us we're going to the supermarket more because we're eating home a lot more which is ultimately healthier for us. Um, so we're, we're running through our food much more quickly. And then it's what choices do we make with our food? Are we being really conscious with our choices? Are we buying just what's on sale? Are we buying what's organic? Um, you know, do we shop at the local farmers market? I love picking up food from the farmers' market. It's usually more expensive than the supermarket. I understand that. But I love the fact that it's sort of cutting out the middleman and, and giving the food directly to the farmers. For, for many years, my wife and I had been a member of what's called in New York City a CSA, Community Supported Agriculture, where basically you would buy a share of a farmer's crop and then during the seasons, and it wasn't all year long, it was typically um, May, it would start about May or June through till the beginning of November and just each week, they would come to a, a location here in the city, typically a church, and, and they would distribute it. and you'd come by and you'd get a handful of this, a pound of that, three of these, four of those. You come with your bags, you pile everything in, you take it home and it you know would cost, uh, I don't know, maybe it was like, I think it was 50 bucks a week maybe, but the amount of fresh produce you would get it would be like almost worth double that. Um, and, and so it was a wonderful thing because it was, and it was fresh. The dirt was still on it and, and we loved it. But, but after a while it was, we weren't cooking that much. So it just became too much. So we stopped doing it. But I, and but I loved it and, and I really encourage people to, to see You know, are the local farm co-ops that you can buy food from no matter where you are? Is there a way? And and maybe there's there's not a co-op, but maybe there's a way for you to uh, make a deal with a farmer in your area or a couple of different farmers for getting eggs and milk and different things. And just think about being a little more creative with your food and being a little healthier, a little closer to where things are grown. Um, and shelter, our home, where do we live? How conscious are we being with it? How how energy efficient are we being? Uh, look, it, it's a well-known factor that a, a bunch of people living in an apartment building is much more energy efficient than a bunch of people living in individual houses. And actually, it's becoming more and more uh, common for people to to come together to share homes to get a larger place and rent out rooms and and to come together and it actually makes sense it's like why not share the resources if if you have people who you have a good enough relationship with that you feel comfortable enough sharing a home with why not and clothing be more conscious with clothing look, we all like nice things. I mean, these days during the pandemic, we probably don't need as much fancy clothing as, as we used to, but you know, my wife and I, we loved going to some of the thrift stores on the Lower East side sometimes and finding this old vintage clothing. Now, look, some of it wasn't so nice. Some of it was good. Sometimes it's hard to find it. Good stuff that fits you, but just because somebody else wore a cl- piece of clothing once doesn't mean it's not good anymore. And think of how much time, effort, energy we're putting into buying new clothes all the time. I mean, my wife was really good um, about giving away her clothes. Like she'd wear something, it'd still be in great shape. And then, you know, she'd get together with some friends and they'd exchange clothes or or they'd they'd give it to someone who who is needy. You know, why throw out a piece of clothing just because it looks a little worn? It's really being a little more mindful of our resources, understanding that, you know, that the more we can reuse, recycle, exchange, the better it is for the environment, the better it is for each other, and the more sustainable it can be. Because in the past, we used to buy clothes and they would last a really long time. And you'd have one good suit, and that good suit would last you 10, 20 years. Now we have 10 suits, and they last us about a year apiece if you look at it. Anyway, I I, I know I got to get going to a break. I I haven't even finished talking about needs. I don't know if I'm going to get to all of these things. But um, I'm going to try and do my best to to run through the stuff. When we come back, I'm going to talk about our health and our self-care, which to me are important basic needs and then i'll start talking about retirement education and hopefully we'll get to fun contribution and growth before the end of the show you are listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we do this every thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern right here on talkradio.nyc i see loyal listeners sanaya and patty and we will be right back after this
3: you're listening to talk radio nyc Uplift, educate, empower. Hey, everybody! It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner?
1: Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc.
2: back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Just as a reminder, it's just you and me today, and I'm talking about consciously investing in yourself. Uh, last segment, I talked a lot about food, and and I see Patty says that, that uh, during the pandemic, she chose to support a local farm, and she loves Uh, feeling better about buying things like milk and and eggs directly from the farm. And Sanaya said that, you know, when she moved out of the city, she had to change her shopping habits and she actually used to like going shopping daily before the pandemic and that it made her feel more aware of eating better. And that's the thing is that sometimes shifting our habits helps us just to become more aware of certain things. And so when it comes to basic needs, I spoke about food, shelter, and clothing. And I just want to talk before I move on to the next section about health and self-care. We often don't think that much about our health when we're healthy. And it's when we have a challenge, when we have an issue, then it all of a sudden comes to our awareness But by the time that happens, usually, you know, there's some damage to our body. There's something going on that we haven't taken care of. So it's not so easy to come back to health. And so investing in ourselves by making our health a priority is very important. Now, look, I'm not saying you have to be fanatical and go to the gym every single day and, uh, 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 you know, be on a complete vegan diet. And like if, if you're into it, great, wonderful. But sometimes it's just little things. It's just seeing what your habits are and then what can you do to shift it? Now, just as an example, when the pandemic hit, in my apartment building, my gym is in the basement of the building, and they closed it. I was very upset because I had just gotten back into a routine where I was going to the gym two to three times a week, and I'm usually not very good at that, and I, I was really starting to enjoy it, and then boom, the gym is closed, and I was like, oh. and I'm, and I have to tell you, I'm not good at exercising in my apartment. I mean, we have the space to do it, but there's just something I need to change my environment to really exercise. But what I started doing during the pandemic is that we started going out to the park and walking a lot more. So we'd go to Central Park after dinner and take a little stroll. Um, I I would go down to my office, which was a good, you know, uh, uh, over an hour walk. Yeah, about an hour and 15 minute walk from where I live. And so I'd do that walk just to, like, pick up the mail and check on the office and see what's going on. And then I would, sometimes I'd walk back. If I was tired, I'd take the bus back. But I got into walking. And then sometimes on weekends when it was a nice weekend during the spring and the summer, we'd do some really long walks around Riverside Park. And, and I think one day we did a nine-mile walk. And and so for me, I like walking. So that was the exercise for me. For other people, they love jogging, running, biking, whatever it is. Just that movement is so helpful. And, and it helps to at least be doing something, at least be, be, be doing something where you're being mindful of your body and, and, and for your health. In addition, one thing that I've been investing in myself for many, many, many years, I think I've been taking vitamins since I was in my early 20s. And I, and I remember why, because at the time, I remember meeting this couple in in the supermarket or somewhere, somewhere in the neighborhood. And they looked so young and vibrant. I was talking to them and it turned out they were like over 50 years old, which at the time to me was seemed relatively old. Not anymore. <laughs> 50 is very young, um, but they were in great shape. And I was like, what do you guys do? And they were like, Oh, we've just been taking vitamins all our lives. I was like, really? They were like, yeah, we take a multivitamin. We just make sure cause you never know you might not be getting all the nutrients you need. And it just so impressed me how they were and the vitality they had compared to other people the same age. I was like, yeah, that's me. That's the way I want to be. And so I've been taking vitamins, you know, more than half my lifetime. And, uh, you know, I know some medical professionals don't believe it. And I know there are different opinions on it. It works for me and I don't get sick that much. I, I've, actually haven't had a cold or flu in probably six, seven years. Um, It it really, at least for me, it's that extra peace of mind. It's me investing in my own health. And it's also, I want to talk about this briefly before I move on, because I really got to move on more quickly. Self-care. It's a way for me to take care of myself. And self-care is so important these days. Things like getting body work done pampering yourselves taking breaks not being so hard on yourselves it's it's also the self-care for your mental health it's self-care for your spiritual health it's making yourself a priority in your life so that you can continue to enjoy your life And many of us, we sometimes put other people ahead of ourselves. We make other people's needs more important than our own. And the challenge with that is when we keep putting other people ahead of ourselves, then we get worn out. We don't give ourselves what we need, and then we're not able to show up well for other people. So self-care is one of the most important investments we can make in ourselves. And and self-care has many, many, many different aspects to it. So it's not just one thing, but it's figuring out what is self-care for you. All right, let me move on because I do want to talk about retirement. And a lot of this class that I took over the weekend was talking about sort of investing for retirement. However, I want to take a, a sort of a different approach a different tack towards retirement and those of you who've read the 4-hour work week have have heard this this concept before and it's one that I really like I've not been able to implement in my own life but I think it's something worth putting into people's consciousness that retirement doesn't have to be one thing. Retirement does not mean that we wait until we're 65 or 70 and we have silver hair and we're we're just going on cruises the rest of our life. Not that there's anything wrong with that. My mom did that for many, many, many years. Um, but retirement can be just taking a break in the middle of, of your life. You don't have to wait until you're 65 to retire. You can take many retirements along the way. Who says retirement is something that you only do at the end of your life? Why not do it in the middle of your life while you still have the vitality and and the physical uh, stamina to do a lot more things that you enjoy? And who says retirement means that you're not working? Maybe retirement is just that we're only working at the things that truly bring us joy, and that we're not working anymore just to pay bills, that we've invested wisely we've invested with an eye towards the future so that our investments are earning us enough that whether it's real estate stocks uh, businesses whatever kinds of investments and you can start at any time let me let me just state this you do not need a lot of money to invest if you can be creative you can find all kinds of ways to invest pooling your money with other people Uh, finding inexpensive investments. Does it have to be stocks and bonds? No, not necessarily, but it could be all kinds of things, but you want to be wise. You want to be intelligent about it. You want to do things that make sense that you see has a future. But what I'm saying is that we can take a retirement maybe once every four years, five years, six years, 10 years, Move to another country, you know, move to another place, live in the wilderness, just change our environment as a way of, of just having a reset and doing that for whatever period of time, either we can afford to do it or we've planned out to do it and if we're intelligent and we look at expenses and we look at you know what we're spending that you know we find ways to cut back, simplify our life, not quite spend as much. You know, maybe we realize, hey, look, I save up a whole bunch of money while working, I can live off of this for my next two, maybe three years. Maybe I if I I can maybe maybe only a year, but maybe if I move to a country where the standard of living is different and pr- pricing prices are less I can extend that to two or three years. So I go, I take a break for two or three years. I know I still got enough to live off of that I come back and now, okay, let me do something else. Let me either find a different kind of job or let me start a different business or do something different. And now let me build that up and work at that for a number of years until I have enough savings to go off and do it again. Now, one of the key things with this kind of thinking is simplifying your lifestyle, really cutting out all unnecessary expenses and planning and thinking about the joy you're going to have by being able to do this. And if this doesn't resonate with you, if you're like, no, I like my life, I like my routine, I want to just keep working at what I'm doing and then when I'm done, I'm done, that's great. But let's make that a conscious choice and not just doing that because that's what everybody else does right? We do not have to follow the way everyone else lives their life. We can find a different way of doing it if that's what appeals to us. If we enjoy the way our life is going along and we don't want to change it. Great, wonderful, but let's just be a little more mindful about it. Let's just be more conscious of it. So it's a life that supports us, not one that that stresses us out, not one that makes us feel like, oh, this is the only way that I can be. I see Patty says she retired to Arizona for the nice weather and so that she can bike and hike around. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I hear you, Patty. I hear you. Believe me. I'm, I'm really getting tired of these uh, Northeast winters (laughs) myself. All right. Um, I I know I don't have too much time left, but let me just start upon the next session uh, section, which is education, consciously investing in our education. Education is not about going to school. Education is about learning something new. Now, we can be a little more conscious about investing in something new that helps us with our work, with our career, or our business. We can invest in our education for something personal, like learning a new language or, or learning a, a new hobby. Uh, we can learn something new about different cultures. You know, investing in ourselves can be going to a different country and living there, not as a tourist, but as a local, to really feel and get into what that new culture is. That's an education, too. And, and sometimes I feel we're a little myopic here in the United States that we don't really see how the rest of the world lives. So that's, I think, is a very important education that we can give ourselves. All right. I'm going to have to make it quick because I still got fun, contribution, and growth to go to. But I have to take a break first. Um, so, and, and this is our last break of the show. I can't believe it already. All right. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And we will be right back after this.
3: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
1: Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19-related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Howdy! I am Joseph Franklin
0: McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on TalkRadio.nyc.
1: Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio
0: NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
2: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Uh, I'm I'm really pleased. I I see Patty made a really nice comment on the Facebook Live. This has been a wonderful show this Thursday. I always like our (laughs) one-on-one. Call me selfish. You just have so much to share. Thank you, Patty. I, I know a lot of my loyal listeners really like these shows that where I don't have a guest. I mean, the guest shows are nice, but I do like being able to talk with you directly and 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 bring you guys into the conversation. So please. Questions, comments, this is the last section of the show. This is a great time to just to, to hit me up with what you want. All right, uh, next section I want to talk about is consciously investing in our fun. We don't often think about it, but fun is so important in our lives. And look, I, I love to have fun. I do do things that have fun. It's not been quite as easy to have fun during the pandemic as it used to be, but I still do what I can. So it's just being mindful and 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 making fun a priority in our lives. It is an ultimate act of self-care to say, I just need to have fun. And so, and fun can be a lot of different things for different people. You know, it used to be travel. It's not really travel that much anymore though it can be i just saw a good friend of mine she just uh went back to taiwan she's originally from taiwan she lives in the united states now but she just went to taiwan she said for a few months so uh, i wish her all the best there um uh, but travel adventures what kind of adventures would you like to go on like sometimes just going someplace getting lost and finding your way through in new towns and new places that can be a huge thing um hobbies you know, what kind of fun hobbies, what kind of hobbies can you cultivate, you know, schedule some time if you're really busy, really put aside some time to have a hobby, you know, is it learning a musical instrument, is it doing something you used to do when you're a kid. Um, is it, you know, sports, Is is it some kind of thing, you know, you don't have to be an athlete to enjoy sports. I used to play ultimate Frisbee when I was younger. I haven't played it in years. Um, I did play it a little bit about 10, 15 years ago, but, but I I would love to get back and playing Frisbee again. And I, and I will, when the weather gets warmer here, Um, but there's so much we can do to just have fun. And how much do we deny ourselves having fun? So let's, uh, Let's put that on the conscious list of things for, to invest in for ourselves because scheduling fun in our lives is investing in ourselves. And the dividends it will pay will be immense. And then contribution. Contribution is our giving back. It's what kinds of charities are we going to support? Maybe we we don't, and we don't necessarily have to support them with our dollars. Maybe we're supporting them with our time, or maybe we're just helping to get the word out about what's going on. I'm thrilled that we've we've got back on our network, a, a new nonprofit show, Philanthropy in Focus, that highlights all these amazing nonprofits. And actually, I, I spoke with Tommy and, uh, you know, actually I actually haven't told any of my other hosts this, but on the network, we're going to pick a a cause a nonprofit that we're going to promote and support I'm going uh, we're going to have a meeting with all the hosts and we're going to present different options. the hosts are going to vote on it and whatever uh, charity they vote on will make a monthly contribution to and we'll promote them uh, and and it may be different ones over time maybe it won't always be the same one maybe we'll choose a, a charity each year. Um, but it, its contribution is is so important, and you know I usually don 't like uh, mentioning where I do my contribution work how, what, what my giving back is, but I do love causes like charity water, and I do you know just those those kinds of causes that that help people who are in the worst situations get get access to the basics f- clean food, clean water shelter. Um, There was once a Russian philosopher who said that, you know, society will be judged by how it treats the poorest of the poor. And that really kind of struck a chord with me. And and so I always felt that this focus, when we're, we're looking to give back and help people in this world, to focus on those people who are really at the bottom. Because when we lift up the bottom, the whole world benefits. And indeed, when we raise the standard of living for the lowest, for the poorest, the the waves of that filter all the way up. Um, So yeah, I'm a big believer in giving back. And sometimes... sometimes the giving back is not does not always have to be to an organized uh, thing maybe it's just about helping a friend in need maybe it's about you know seeing somebody on the street who is in need and 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 maybe you don't believe in in giving money to the homeless people but then go to a deli buy them an apple buy them a piece of food you know a, a cup of coffee you know how we treat those people who have nothing, it really reflects a lot on ourselves. How generous we are with them is how generous we are with ourselves. So contribution is very much an important part that feeds our soul, that that feeds how we feel about ourselves. So I know, and believe me, I've been there. I've been somebody a long time ago where I didn't have that much, where I couldn't afford to help other people, where I actually had to ask help from other people. And, and you know, you have to swallow your pride. And, and it does, uh, it doesn't feel good when you need to rely on other people's help. I know what that's like. But once we're out of that situation, once we're thriving giving back, contributing to the world around us, it's actually helping ourselves, even if it doesn't seem like it. And indeed, like uh, the the people I know who do things like go to a soup kitchen on Thanksgiving to, 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 to help feed people who don't have food or don't have a place to go for Thanksgiving, those people, they talk about what a wonderful time it is and how much they enjoy it. So sometimes maybe it's just about the experience of giving back. And then finally, the other investment, so, so important, is always remembering to invest in our growth. And again, investing in our growth is not about dollars and cents. Maybe it's about picking up a book from our, the library. That in investing in our growth around our spiritual, emotional, our mental side, our physical side, it, it it's learning to grow. It's looking at nature and taking our clues from nature that when we're growing, we're thriving. And when we're not growing, usually we're dying. So before I close off, I see uh uh, uh, uh patty and, and sanaya uh like some of these suggestions uh sanaya says she takes her kids and gives them coloring books and comic books to give them to children in local hospitals i love that sanaya that's great uh patty says she asks uh, homeless people uh for advice and gives them money um so this way they can choose what they want to do with the dollars and um and, and and actually they feel like they're giving something to you, right? You're asking them for advice because you don't know, you know, they weren't always homeless. You don't know their uh, background. And yeah, I love that Patty because this way they feel like you're not just having pity on them, that there's actually some exchange going on there. So that's beautiful. Okay. So just to recap, Investing consciously in ourselves is about investing consciously in our basic needs, investing consciously in thinking differently about our retirement, investing consciously in our education, in fun, in having fun in our lives, in contributing, in contributing to the world around us and in our own growth so that we can thrive and do better and feel better and do more so that we can show up better and be more of a contribution to the world around us just by who we are being in our lives. So I I hope you've enjoyed this show that that's just you and me. Um, If you've enjoyed this show, please share it with your friends. Please let people know about it. Um, Share the Facebook video if you can. Afterwards, it'll be posted up on all the podcasting platforms by the weekend. Uh, So find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, uh, uh, Amazon Music. We're actually new to Amazon Music. And if you would leave uh, a review and a comment there, I would greatly appreciate it. Help us to get the word out there um, so that we can touch more Lives and bring more people into the conversation. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Please stay tuned. Coming up next, it's Ken Forster and his show Voices of Courage. Followed later this evening by uh, Graham Dobbin and his show uh, The Mind Behind Leadership. And of course, on Friday we have our whole big block of business-related shows, philanthropy and focus. Always Friday, uh, uh, the entrepreneurial web and wise content creates wealth. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll have a guest next week. So we will talk to you next week.
0: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting
3: 24 hours a day. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D., the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day. And it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi,
0: I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, politics, all around what makes a great leader the personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership shake on talkradio.nyc, listening to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1pm to 2. They say content is king, well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc.
3: Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on NYC with very reasonable rates. Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.